Hello, wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Joseph Matichich, Secretary of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia, and I'll be your host for the program today. Welcome to another week on Drive Time. This week we are looking at Mythbusters, looking at some of the non-biblical beliefs that Christians believe. This week we're looking at the questions relating to creation and evolution. Today in particular, we're going to be exploring the question, why does what I believe about creation matter? Joining me today is Pastor William Mawala. Pastor William Mawala is a pastor of the Gawler Seventh-day Adventist Church, as well as at Grace Adventist Centre, and the associate pastor at the Paravista Seventh-day Adventist Church. Welcome along, Will. Good evening. Thanks. Great to be here with you, Joseph. Now, Will, you are sitting uh, today in a different chair because uh, you were, uh, for the last couple of weeks, in um, in the hosting role. Is that right? Yes. So um, I think you are... You know, taking the reins for tonight, I'm just kind of coming alongside you and sharing a bit of uh, from the Bible in a conversation. So, yeah, this is all quite new to me, to be honest. So, um, last couple of weeks, Pastor Gary Hodgkin uh, gently uh, prodded and twisted my arm to uh, to be here in the hot seat. So, here we are. And I think he did the same with you, Jason. He did. He did. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I've been in your seat, uh, Will, and uh, now now I'm in over in the, in the host seat um, and... Um, yeah, it's 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 a new experience, but hey, we're 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 looking forward to it, and yep. um, it's great to have you along, uh, Will, uh, today, particularly as we're looking at this at this question: mm-hmm. um, Why does it matter what we actually uh, believe ab- about creation? Now, Will, yeah, you may have um, shared with our listeners a little mm-hmm. bit about, about yourself. Um, can you, uh, yeah, again, uh, just yeah. Tell us uh, who, well, who you are, where you're from, yep. a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, so basically, um, I grew up in Australia. So born and raised in Sydney, Australia. So my, I, I have a very uh, strong Australian accent, as many of my uh, overseas cousins would like to tell me. <laughs> but um, I'm born and, bro- and raised in Australia. I've got uh, two younger brothers, a little sister. Um, my cultural heritage is Tongans from the Pacific Islands. Okay. So um, yeah, my parents migrated here to Australia. I think in the mid to late seventies, and um, yeah, and that's how we all ended up here. So. Um, but most currently, I'm married uh, to a beautiful wife named Tarani, Cook Islander background. We met at Avondale College, which uh, I think an in-house joke within the Seventh-day Adventist faith tradition is when Elder Fella from my home church in Sydney knew that I was heading up there. He said to me that last Sabbath we were at church, he said, you're going up there to do the matrimony course, are you? Uh. And I had no idea what matrimony meant. I said, no, I'm doing theology. <laughs> <laughs> but now I know what he's talking about. So, um, so you lovely did, wife. You did meet your wife there. <laughs> yep, I met Tarani there. I still remember first week of orientation week, two thousand and nine, and uh, there's a whole other story. But um, we met there. We eventually got married. So, um, married to Tarani, and it will be our fifth year anniversary this September, as mm. I have been reminded. <laughs> okay. And we have a little one and a half, or she's turning two, a little precious baby daughter. Her name is Naraya. Nice. She is our world. 
and she keeps us busy. Nice, nice. <laughs> now, you, you are a pastor, and, and you're quite a preacher, I, I know, Will. I've had the opportunity to hear you a little bit. Uh, you, you're very passionate about, obviously, uh, sharing Jesus and teaching from the yeah. Bible. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, I would like like to say so, obviously, because I'm a, I'm a Seventh-day Adventist minister as well, and we love to uh, preach about uh, the Word of God and, and the Bible, obviously, but more importantly, who the Bible points to, and that is Jesus. That's and right. Obviously, um, I've had my own uh, conversion experience, if you want to put it that way. Um, I didn't really grow up in a home, going to church or anything like that, and I really believe... Um, God had um, was calling me, mm. I guess, to Himself, and um, ultimately that happened uh, a number of years ago when I was twenty-one, and that really started a trajectory for me that ultimately would uh, lead to me um, not only being baptized into the Seventh Adventist Church back in two thousand and four, but ultimately leading me to ministry and. Yeah, everything started from there. So, 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 yeah, you you've really uh, had quite an experience where you, you've come to, to to really faith in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. uh, as you said, your conversion, and uh, and now you, you you're committed full time ministry in wanting to to share this with others, and uh, that's that's really great, and um, yeah, no, no doubt, some stage will it probably be quite fascinating to actually hear a little bit of your story too there, um, and uh, if, if, if that opportunity uh, presents itself. So, yeah, thank you for uh, being with us uh, today on, on the program. Well, it's great to be able to have uh, Sven Ostring joining us uh, on our Drive Time Big Q&A program here on Faith FM. Uh, Sven, uh, welcome along to the program. It's really good to be with you um, here today, um, Joseph. Now, Sven, you probably uh, are new to to many of our listeners, so why don't you first of all just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you are currently doing, and uh, what you're involved in. Yeah, so I'm basically focused here in the North New South Wales Conference, so that's the northern part of New South Wales, and my role is focused on helping um, people in, in churches uh, step out and even start new communities of faith, new congregations, and, and that's called uh, church planting or church multiplication. Had a, a long interest in a, in a history, a lot of experience in that area. And I guess it's really about saying, how is the Christian faith, the Seventh-day Adventist faith, relevant uh, to people in the community? Why would they want to join? And, um, uh, and really enabling people in churches to be able to share their faith and their hope in Jesus. Now, tell us a little bit about you, your background, Sven. Whilst you're in yes. this in this role currently, uh, I know you've yeah you, you've come come from an interesting background. Uh, your educational experience. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so so I grew up in Hong Kong. My my parents were medical doctors there, and, and um, one of the things growing up in <clears throat> in an Asian country like Hong Kong is that you um, you really get thrown in the deep end with regards to school and academic studies. And, and the, the path that I chose was science. Okay. Uh, love science, uh, biology, chemistry, physics. And, um, yeah, I was just absolutely fascinated by it. Heading into university, I decided to study electrical engineering. And then I went on to do a PhD in computer networking. And uh, that, that took me all the way to... Uh, to Cambridge University where I did a postdoctoral uh, work in the area of uh, optical networks and also mobile ad hoc networks. Later you, you, you entered into, in, into church pastoral ministry. Would that be fair? Yes, yes, that, that is correct. And, and so while I was in England, I, I moved into a, a home where the landlady and the, um, she was also living there at the time. 
Um, she was an evolutionist and an atheist. And it was conversations with her, which was one of the keys, which actually really propelled me, motivated me to, to head into ministry. Sven, I know that you've done some speaking and presenting on this topic. How did you, how did you get into this? Uh, what's been your interest in, in, in this? And what's been your knowledge of the whole issues of creation evolution? Yeah, well, it, it's, it's been a, a, a journey of personal interest. I remember, you know, because of my interest in science as a young person, my, my dad who, who um, is a Christian Seventh-day Adventist as well, uh, he, he took me to um, some creation science presentations uh, when we were living um, in Christchurch near my grandparents. And, um, and, you know, that just really sparked my interest, you know, the whole starlight travel time problem. Uh-huh. And um, we, I also, you know, had a lot of opportunities to, to talk to, to evolutionists and, and, you know, it's, it's really a big question. Where did we come from? Mm-hmm. And I guess the, the thing is this is that it's interesting that, that computer science and computer networking has become something of a real interest even within the area of creation and evolution. For example, you know, Bill Gates and Richard Dawkins have said that the, our DNA, the information in our DNA is uncannily like computer um, coding, computer yeah. information. Um, and so what we've realized is that the base of life is, is information, you know, yes. uh, very, very important. And, you know, as you go through, uh, with, with evolution, one of the things is science is about analyzing how to, how do biological organisms work and function. But the question of origins is how were they, how they come to be? How were they designed and created? Um, and that, that in many ways is, is much more of a, almost like an engineering problem rather than just simply an analysis, analysis problem. And let me point you to the future as well. The fact is this is that we, you know, we like to think in the past about, you know, where animals and, and, uh, human beings came from. Mm. But what we're actually observing now and into the future is the rise of artificial intelligence. Um, this is intelligence which has been engineered, created by human beings. But what they're doing is they're actually um, writing into the, the software of artificial intelligence the ability, what they believe, is uh, for, for artificial intelligence and machines to actually evolve themselves. That's, that's really interesting, uh, Sven. Thank you for that. And look, I, I want to come back to that, uh, the, the implications there in, in a moment. Can you help us, you know, as we, as we begin, you know, delving into this, uh, particularly this coming week? Can, can you just define, um, from the outset? Let, let's not even assume that we, we're clear on the term. So can you just define w- w- what we mean by creation, creationism, evolution, just those, th- those initial terms? And is there anything we need to just mm, understand? Yes. Well, creation basically is this idea that when we look at the, um, the universe, when we look at nature around us, uh, the, shall I say, theory is this, is that what we see around us was originally designed and originally created. And, and of course, that would be pointing back to, um, to a person who is much more intelligent and powerful than ourselves because, of course, you know, the universe is much bigger than ourselves. Um, and so what, of course, we mean by that is God. God yeah. is the creator of the universe. That, that's, 
um, the the theory, or, or shall I say, the teaching of the Bible. Okay. Um, now we can be a little bit more specific in that, in that we can say, well, what we're referring to is that God actually created this world and all of living um, creatures in it in a specific period of six literal days, followed by a day of rest, the very first Sabbath. Yeah. Um, that's a specific understanding of creation. Okay. Now moving to evolution. Evolution is a different idea. Evolution is the idea that um, whether or not God exists, um, he didn't get involved in a very direct way. Um, so what it means is that we can go all the way back to the beginning of, of the universe according to current science and cosmology, um, which is the universe started with a big bang, and uh, then the, the universe um, evolves. Um, through a process to where you get galaxies and, and planets, mm. um, and finally, of course, our planet itself. Yeah. And at a particular point in time, a few um, billion years ago, uh, life arose from a primordial ocean, and um, and that that life, original living cells that's hypothesized, then begins to evolve um, and mutate, and you get more and more complex living organisms, plants and animals, fish and birds and, you know, even dinosaurs and um, and finally, of course, human beings. Mm. Um, and we are the process of that evolutionary, um, uh, you know, progression. And that's basically the difference between the, these two viewpoints. Okay. And, and, and Sven, um, as far as, uh, well, let me, let me ask now, are, are there variations, um, of, let's say, evolution and creation? Are, are there different, uh, types, nuances of creationism and, and evolution? Yeah, definitely. There, there's a number of different, um, kind of nuances. Um, of course, in creation, the question is, you know, how much did God get involved? Right. in the yep. creation of life mm-hmm. and also how long did it take you know what was it was it over a literal six day period which was fairly recent mm. um, or was it over billions and billions of years so so there's different uh, viewpoints there now of course as you would know Joseph you know the Seventh-day Adventist church would hold that God created this world and all of life in it um, in a literal six day period yes now in terms of evolution um the evolution is not necessarily uh, focused on trying to identify whether God got involved or not. Uh, what evolution would be looking at is more trying to figure out the process of how. And to be honest with you, uh, Joseph, it, it's it's a complete like it's like a jigsaw puzzle. The, the pieces are always moving. Hmm. Overall, the the focus is on how did we evolve from a common ancestor and um, um, how how we connected with, you know, our, our primate cousins like chimpanzees and apes and, and, and all of the other animals as well. You know, um, were our birds the, the biological descendants of dinosaurs and, and things like that? So, so there is a, there's quite a lot of variation, but we can still focus on the, the core uh, basic ideas and either learn about them or maybe even reject some of them as well. Mm. Yeah, can they intersect at all? And I guess that that's the real challenge, wouldn't it be? Yeah, exactly, exactly, Joseph. Because the fact is this, is that for centuries, you know, whether we, we like it or not, 
the the Bible and the Christian church has had a major influence on society. And, and the Bible in general is still held up by a good proportion of, of the the um, community and people in society as as um, authoritative and also teaching truth. Um, but then on the other hand, you've got science and, and the standard scientific explanation, yes, um, which focuses on evolution. And so, how do you how do you um, you know integrate them as you say? Do you, do you just reject one and accept the other? Yeah. Um, or or do you really try and marry the two? And it, it's it can be a very challenging process, but it's all very fascinating as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. And look, um, this is what we're going to be exploring um, all of this week, and we're looking forward to that. Um, Sven, can, can mm. I just ask you one uh, final quick thing, uh, and that is this. Why do you believe that this whole topic of creation, evolution, is important and relevant for someone who claims to be a Christian or a believer in the Bible? It's a very good question, Joseph, and I would say it comes back to the biblical teaching that we are made in God's image. Okay. And this is a very, very important concept. The Bible teaches that we're made in God's image, which means that He created us, um, with, with a, with a mind, being conscious, um, having creative abilities, um, having a moral sense of values and duties, and, um, um, and also an ability to, to connect with Him. And that's very, very, very important. Um, in creationism, uh, that, that concept of being made in the image of God is absolutely central. The challenges with evolution is that um, it really is saying in, in many ways that we have not been created in, in God's image. We have evolved from lower primates. Um, and so in many ways, it comes back to you know, who are we as people, Joseph? Mm. Uh, you know, are we made in God's image? And and it's actually um, really, really incredible. If we're made in God's image, we have intrinsic value. You know, if we evolve, then we're talking about a completely different story. And, and um, also the other thing as well is this, is that unfortunately, Joseph, uh, evolution can undermine not only the, the biblical teaching of creation, it starts to under, undermine uh, morality, it starts to, to erode um, our understanding of the problem of sin, um, of, of the work of Jesus for us on the cross, and it, it is really corrosive, if I could put it that way. And one of the key things is this, is that creation says that God got directly and personally involved in your origin, in your creation. Mm. Evolution says effectively he didn't. And, and Joseph, from a personal point of view, that's a big question. The question is, if I kneel down and pray and ask God, please, um, you know, heal my, my son or heal my child because he's sick. Yes. The question is, does God get involved in my life? Yeah. Creationism says yes. He did it at the start and he will continue to do it in, in, um, your life even today. Yeah. Um, evolution, unfortunately, really says he didn't get involved and he may not even get involved now. And that's a big, big difference. So this whole topic is very, very important 
very personal as well. Hey, look, thank you very much, Sven. That that is really really great. Uh, so our special guest here on Drive Time uh, Big Q and A has been Sven Ostring, who's the director of church planting for the Saint Adventist Church in North New South Wales, and a speaker on creation evolution topics. Thank you very much, Sven, for your time today, and uh, thank you for your insights. That was really interesting, wasn't it, Will? Yeah, it was fantastic, actually. Um, yeah, just uh, how um, Sven was, um, yeah, reflecting on and the comparison between between the two, particularly the two two views. Um, just some in, in initial reaction to what what Sven was saying there. I think I like what he said right at the end. There is um, when you really boil down to it, it's the question of origin. Yes, and so you've got two dif- differing points of perspective. Either there is a God, and I was just chatting with you guys before we went online. Yeah, you know that's how the Bible introduces itself in Genesis one one. In the beginning, God. Yeah, if you can wrestle and come to an understanding that there is a, a supernatural being yeah. that is the author of life, then then everything else makes sense. So it really hinges on that, and I love how Sven kind of personalized it. Yeah, it's not just some. Some nebulous, some type of uh, theo- theoretical understanding of life. It's about a personal God, because if God not only creates the world and He creates things to existence, but He creates us. So I love how that that aspect of what He was saying brings personal meaning to our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. That's great. Look, uh, we'll now we'll get into it in just a moment. Will, um, but let's let's enjoy some music. This is a, a song by Colin Buchanan. It was his idea. You're listening to Faith FM, Drive Time BQ&A. The setting sun on Uluru A mother's whispered, I love you The winning goal extra time it was his idea the friend to hold you in your grief the shooting star the coral reef that beautiful discovery that was his idea it was his idea he's the reason that we're here Jesus got his fingerprints on everything that's good. The tender touch of skin on skin, the oxygen we're breathing in, the song, the dance, the work of art, it was his idea. The hunger inside me and you. Longs for grace and justice too Mercy by another's blood That was his idea It was his idea He's the reason that we're here Jesus got his fingerprints On everything that's good Yeah. It was his idea He's the reason 
say we're meat We live, we die There is no truth But God's a lie One day every tongue will cry It was his idea Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. This is Big Q&A with Joseph Maticic, and my co-host today with me is Pastor William Mawala. Uh, William is a pastor of the uh, few Seventh-day Adventist churches here in Adelaide in South Australia. Uh, he's a pastor of the Gawler Seventh-day Adventist Church, Grace Adventist Centre, as well as an associate pastor at Paravista, which keeps him quite busy. So we really appreciate you being able to, uh, to join us, uh, Will. And um, we are looking at this question uh, all this week, myth busters, uh, and in particular, uh, questions regarding evolution and creation. Today, especially, that we want to answer, Will, why does what I believe about creation matter? Will, tell us, why does this actually even matter? Well, I believe, um, Joseph, what it does is it actually lends itself to, a, I guess, a broader conversation, and that is uh, around the area of worldview. Okay. I understand that a, a bit later on in the week we're going to kind of touch on that with another one of our guest presenters. But I thought what I might do, um, Joseph, kind of like lay the groundwork a little bit um, in this little section here before, um, you know, we kind of dive in a bit deeper, because I really believe that um, – to understand uh, this 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 uh, teaching, this discussion, conversation about creation, as I said earlier, it, it really to me it, it speaks about a broader uh, idea, and that is the idea of worldview. Now, what is a worldview then, Will? Yeah, so look, a worldview is basically this: it's a collection of attitudes, values, stories, uh, expectations about the world around us, and, and, and from that, which we informs our every thought and our actions. So, essentially, Joseph, a worldview. It can be expressed in a number of ways. It can be expressed in uh, ethics, um, religion, uh, even our philosophy, uh, scientific beliefs, as uh, Sven was alluding to a few moments ago, and so on. So essentially, um, a worldview is how a person or a culture works out um, what they believe into their individual practice. So as we were mentioning, uh, we were chatting about this before we went on air you know, worldview is, it's like a pair of glasses. Okay. It's, it's how we view the world. Okay. And so um, a worldview is whether we realize it or not, whether our listeners tonight uh, have kind of contemplated that idea, but every one of us um, has a worldview. So when we're talking this week about creation and, and you know, does it matter what we believe, I believe it's really part of how we see the world. Okay. Because creation is, is part of that conversation. And every day when we get up and we go to work and we live our lives, whether we realize or not, subconsciously or, or unconsciously, um, a lot of the choices we make um, really stem from the worldview that we have, whether it's something we've grown up adopting mm. from our upbringing or it's, uh, a new set of beliefs that we've come to understand as we journey through life. So, yeah, I believe like creation is definitely one of those those hinges upon which we kind of navigate through life. And so uh, I love talking about this and it's right up my alley. And as, as yourself, Joseph, as we're, we're pastors, we deal with, we talk with people and, and we, we uh, inevitably these, these, these things kind of overlap in our discussions. Mm. And so, so I think creation is, is absolutely 
absolutely a relevant discussion. And um, the more and more that um, we look at the culture in the world, you know, we were just listening to Zven talking about this idea of these um, artificial intelligence, you know, yes. trying to reprogram the human DNA or, you know, uh, the information, whatnot. So, so yeah, so creation is certainly a, a huge uh, topic that I'd like to maybe dive in. So, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I mean, so, so Joseph, just before I kind of, because, um, we're going to go to a break in a bit, and then I'd like to kind of end with a, a few kind of concepts, uh, ideas, I guess, in terms of implications. Okay. Uh, if, if we're Christians. And, yep. uh, you know, obviously this is a Christian radio station, and no doubt there's, um, you know, there are people of all persuasions listening tonight. But I kind of want to end on that little segment part. And like, if we're a Christian, like the implications as well. So I think this little bit, it's more just a general kind of like throwing it out there, you know, how does this fit into how we see life? So, let me just kind of break it down with a bit of an analogy. You know, suppose, Joseph, um, you walked into an auditorium. Let me just set this up with just a very quick analogy. It won't take too long. Let's say you walk into an auditorium, walk in it, and you see a game going on. Okay, a sports you, auditorium. Yeah, so, okay. yeah, sports auditorium. There's a game going on, and there's two teams. Yep. And let's just say, for argument's sake, the um, the game seems to be foreign, and you're just kind of thrown into the game. And so let's, I know when we think game, we think of the normal games we're used to, uh, you know, rugby, soccer, whatever. But just picture it. Let's just kind of put our thinking, ca- imagination caps on just for a brief moment. Imagine if this was a game that, that you've never seen before and you're in the middle of the game. There's a couple of questions you'd be want to be asking. You want to be asking, like, when did the game start? Mm. You want to ask, when did the game, when does the game end? Uh, are there any rules in this game? Yeah. And, and obviously what the goal is. Yeah. And so, like, I like to start this discussion with a bit of an illustration about this because um, if you're in that position, you, you want to know the rules, you know, you know all those questions you, you want to ask. When does it start? When does it end? What's the goal and what are the rules? And, and I think when we think about the world in which we live, in a similar fashion, um, we are all in the game of life. Yeah. And just like in a normal game, in the game of life, a game of life, um, with, there needs to be those same questions answered. And that's where this notion of um, worldview comes in. Mm. So every worldview, just going back to that, that idea, it has to answer or at least ask these four key questions, Joseph. And here it is. It's the question of origins. And uh, Sven spoke really well about that in that um, interview that you had with him. So your origin, this notion of uh, morality, um, this notion of meaning, and then there's this notion um, of destiny. So regardless of if there's people listening tonight and um, whether we realize or not, we all to some degree have kind of have some type of um, answer, if you will, to some of these um, these four big questions. So let me just kind of, because uh, tonight we're asking the question is, why does what I believe about creation matter? So let me kind of put the flip side. If, if, if we kind of don't have, uh, I guess if I'm just going to th- put the cat out of the bag at this moment, uh, from a non-Christian perspective, if I could put it this way, here's how some of those answers to this would sound. So you're, not, sa- you're saying if someone has uh, yeah, like a, let's say an evolutionist, a secular worldview, yeah. how would they answer these, these four key, yeah. four key questions? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, not a psychic nor anything. So obviously listeners uh, listening tonight, they may have a variation or may, you know, have uh, perhaps a, a, their own kind of slant on it. But just for a general perspective, here's how I guess a person without, say, a, a, 
Christian or a, a worldview with God as their kind of center. Uh-huh. This kind of this could be how it could potentially play out. So when you go back to those questions, um, yeah, what were the idea, four? What were so the, the idea of origin? Where did I come from? Yep. Um, meaning. Yep. Um, why am I here? Yep. Um, this idea of morality. How yep. do I differentiate between right and wrong? Um, and then ultimately this this question of destiny. So where am I going? Yeah, where am I going? So and no doubt listeners have been listening. We've heard these questions before. These are like these key existential questions. You know mm. that we all kind of have to come to grips with. So here we go. If you're kind of plodding along this journey of life, and say perhaps say for argument's sake, an atheistic worldview um, where God is not in the picture. And by the way, there are many prominent atheists that have um, kind of um, uh, have spoken in this uh, um, in this uh, particular vein. Yeah. If you go through those points again, if you go to the idea of um, number three, uh, what brings meaning out of life? I guess um, if if you didn't have, I guess um, a God, you know, worldview with with God at the centre. Now, again, I'm not trying to step on any toes, Joseph, because no. I know there are uh, well-meaning people who live their lives, and they and and you could say uh, from a distance, looking at them, they they seem to be living good lives. They have values, and they you know they're not bad, innocent, bad people. But I guess if you follow the logic of of I guess a worldview without God, I guess this is what I I guess you could come up with with regards to the idea of meaning. There there is really no meaning or God to life because if we're here just by random you know acts of chance in you know this as you know some people will call the big bang theory and, and all of this type of thing um there's no real meaning mm. because it's just kind of some big cosmological accidents in a sense so so that's one thing i kind of wrestle with the, without god in peace there's no ultimate no goal in life um the second idea with morality now this is a huge one yeah so the bible is very clear the bible has us gives us principles on 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 how to live a a, a life that god wants us to live but when you kind of throw out this idea of a a god focus so who who ends up making the rules in terms of morality? Well, what determines and who determines what right and wrong is? So I guess in that space, in the idea of morality, uh, I, I would like to probably um, say that within that space is that objective morality, um, there's no objective morality or rules to life. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Now, again, it, it, people are listening. They're, they're probably speaking back to me as they're driving in the car. You know, I understand. I'm not trying – I'm not – Pointing on anyone or, or attacking anyone per se, but just if we're thinking about it from a logical kind of, of outflowing of where these ideas stem from, if there is no God, you're not created in the image of God as what Christians would like to ultimately say, mm. then, then, then who dictates the, you know, who, who's, who's the morality, I guess, where does that come from? Mm. And, um, so that's that idea. And, and if you follow that rule of thought, um, one of the most famous um, atheists, by the way, um, many of our listeners would know his name, Richard Dawkins, who wrote that book you know, a few years ago, The God Delusion. Mm. He's quoted as saying that as far as our origin of life and morality, he says that we're just, quote, happy chemical accidents. Happy chemical yeah, accidents. He, he calls yeah. it happy ke- chemical accidents, and he's also quoted saying that we're, we're merely just dancing to our own DNA, as, as some people have um, heard that quote often. So, so here is Richard Dawkins. Uh, uh, you know, he's someone who obviously doesn't espouse this idea of a god. He's essentially saying that. 
that we're all just accidents. We're just merely just, you know, products of time plus chance plus matter mm. over billions and billions of years. So in that framework, and this is what I kind of want to challenge is where does that person find objective, not subjective, because if you talk to, you know, a room full of different peoples of atheists and whatnot, they all find their meaning in different areas. Mm. But as far as objective morality, you know, um, where does one draw the line? Then you come back to the first one about this idea of origins, which is basically what we're going to be talking about this week. Mm. Um, when you look at that, when you flip that over, a person who may not have a um, this idea of creation, God, in the center of their worldview, this what's, this is perhaps an, an outflow of that um, that worldview is this. If, if there is no God, if we, if there's listeners who don't ascribe to the opening words of scripture, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, which I find quite fascinating, Joseph, because I love how the Bible writer uh, doesn't try to explain God or try no. to give you a, you know, here's seven reasons why God exists. No, it, it simply just addresses this person of God and, and says that created the heavens and the earth. And, and so, so right, Away, when you're introduced to the Bible, you are confronted with this person, this Creator God, and then you have to wrestle with that question of of Do I believe this? And 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 everything stems, I believe, as as a result of how we answer that question. But coming back to the idea of um, origins, um, what that if we don't subscribe to a Christocentric worldview, then again. Um, what ends up happening is life could potentially could be, it's just, as I mentioned earlier, a product of blind, uh, random forces, which were somehow mysteriously set in motion um, at the Big Bang that ends at physical death. Now, that's pretty, that's pretty um, interesting to take note of, mm. that there are some people, and Joseph, and by the way, I'm not... Not throwing shade at anybody here, but but there are people who walk around with that view that 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 there is no God, there is no such thing as heaven or hell and the hereafter. We're just kind of here for the here and now, and so what it lends itself to, to it's just we're just a product, as I said, of these bland, blind, uh, random forces, and, and that's pretty hard pill to swallow. Um, Without getting too emotionally, I guess, divested in this, um, just a story that, that jumps to the top of my head. I remember in the mid-90s when we had that famous Columbine High School shooting mm. and those, those uh, I think, one or two of these young, you know, students, young Caucasian uh, young fellas went around shooting up the high school. Um, I, I think I remember in some of those articles that came out that the one of the gunmen had on his T-shirt, um, Natural Selection. Uh. Yeah, now, I'm not saying that everyone who is an atheist or who believes in – you know, this thing is is a murder or something. That's not what I'm saying. But it's interesting that he chose to wear that shirt. Mm. And, and to me, it, there's, there's a bit of a connection there that when you kind of take away this beautiful biblical doctrine of creation and origin, one's left to wonder, as you were mentioning earlier, mm. well, why am I here? Yeah. So, um, so as I kind of just keep plowing along, um, when we, with this idea of origin, um, if you take a, an atheistic or a secularist point of view, then life is, um, as I mentioned, it's just a product of blind random forces. And if I just go to the, the fourth one, this idea of destiny, um, what happens after this, this earth and, uh, what happens when we die, basically, which mm. is a huge question, um, 
And I, I love how the Bible gives us solid answers on that. But if you're a person who has no faith in a supreme being, a supreme God, what you're left with is um, basically everything everyone um, that we ever work for, care for, and we love, it all just comes to nothing. And then even the universe, as as uh, atheists, uh, some, some atheists will, would adhere to, even the universe itself will ultimately end in some type of um, death. And so when you kind of bring this idea out again, we're talking about creation, um, we're talking about origin, um, I think these are really relevant questions to discuss with people of different backgrounds because perhaps they haven't really asked themselves those big questions. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so, Will, what you're really saying there is um, uh, your worldview really does impact on the, the biggest questions in life. Um, a secular atheist worldview essentially means that um, you're just here by chance, um, there's no real yeah. meaning to life, you determine what's right and wrong, and you don't really have any, any eternal future whatsoever. Yep. That's that's really the extension of it. Yeah. So that that actually governs how, how we how we will view life, which is yeah quite significant, yeah. really, isn't it? And quite a contrast to to uh, you know I guess the biblical worldview. Yeah, and I agree, Joseph. And I also um again the people listening tonight, um, if they're not Christians or any, we're not trying to say they're bad people because they don't. Um, that's not all. The discussion really is the the outflow of your worldview. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. I guess what, where I'm sitting in this studio tonight as a Christian, I honestly firmly believe that that Christianity has some real solid, mm. practical, um, hopeful answers yeah. to some of these questions. So I've kind of given the flip side. Let me just um, in this little section we got. Let me kind of just and I've probably alluded it to it in my answers. But when you look at it from a Christian perspective, um, uh. You, you boil it down to this. So these are, these are the four things. So yep. these are bad, going yep. back to the four, but yep. from a Christian point of view, it sounds yep. like this. So the question of origin, a beautiful teaching about scripture, as you, as, uh, Sven was saying earlier tonight. Yes. We are created in the image of God. Yeah. I mean, just stop and think about the implications of that. Mm. Uh, this idea that, that we are created. That, that you and I, Joseph, are not an accident. Yeah. That you and I didn't just happen to just uh, a product of, of time plus chance plus matter. Um, so this idea we, we were made in the image of God. One of my favorite passages is, um, the, the, the psalmist David, as you well remember, Psalm 139, 14, where David, he kind of like, he just, just uh, sings this psalm and he says, I'll praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. So all through the Bible, there is this beautiful thread that, that men and women ascribe praise to a heavenly being because they understand they are made by God. Mm. So that's the idea of origins from a Christian perspective. Morality. Well, here's the logical outflow. If, um, that God commands his commands and his way of life. They're the rules by which we are to abide. And here's the connection I want to make, Joseph, with this idea of origin. See, only the creator who gives life, he actually has the authority to command how to live life. Yeah. And so as a, as a, as a person of faith, my life, my values, my choices are actually dictated because I belong to God. Um, so that's the idea of morality. And, um, there's probably a bit more that can be said there, mm. but, but I think people get, the listeners get a general understanding there. And so, and, and boy, do we live in a, a really morally fallen world we live in. Mm. And, and, you know, it, it breaks my heart, you know, when I see just the, 
just the amount of evil and wickedness in the world. And I guess that's part of an, another discussion as well with this idea of this loving God and this evil existing. But, but let me just kind of uh, go through those four points again real quick. Origins, the Bible tells me I'm creating the image of God. Morality, the God who creates me uh, gives me the mm. principles in how to live. Yeah. Uh, meaning, and I love this one, Joseph. You know, Jesus said in the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 17, verse 3, that eternal life is to know God. Yeah. Then you marry that with John chapter 10 when Jesus says that, um, that he's come that we may have life. So for me, and as obviously for you, Joseph, as, as believers, there's meaning to why we live. Yes. Because there is a God that, that is orchestrating events behind the scenes. And so there's meaning to my life. And obviously the fourth one, a huge one, um, is this idea of destiny. And all through the Bible, um, God promises a future beyond this earth, um, in the earth to come. John the Revelator in chapter 21, he was given a vision of the new heavens and the new earth. So, I mean, I mean, I guess I could probably, um, expand a little bit more on that, but I think I'll have to, just hit the pause button on that. So I guess wrapping up this little bit here, Joseph, if you're listening tonight, you have to wrestle with those questions. Origins, where do you come from? Meaning, why are you here? Mm. Uh, morality, how do you define what's right and wrong? And lastly, destiny, what happens when you die? And all I want to say to our listeners tonight, Joseph, is I believe that Christian Christianity offers some pretty solid answers to some of life's biggest questions. Yeah, now that that's great. Thank you. We'll look. We really need to take take a break, and um, uh, we'll come straight back. Uh, love to hear your comments and thoughts. Any questions? Um, uh, j- just text us. Our number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one, and uh, we'd like to uh, offer you uh, this week. A, uh, a, f- a free book, uh, a free book called Creation and Evolution, a thoughtful look at the evidence that a master designer created our planet. Now, if you'd like a copy of this book, uh, all you need to do is send a text on 0488-880811 with your name, your address and your phone number. And uh, we will uh, ensure that this book, this book, it gets to you. Uh, but let's take a, take a break and uh, enjoy a, a short little piece of music by the Forbes family singing "I Have a Father Who Can." I cannot make a world and form it in my hands. I cannot make the lightning flash across the land. I cannot take a piece of clay and mold it. But I have a father, I have a father who can Now he sits high, he sits high and he looks, he looks low And he guides my feet wherever I go When I don't understand, when I, don't understand I have a father, I have a father, I have a father, have a father who can I have a father That I would die. I cannot name the stars or count the grains of sand. But I have a father, I have a father who can. And I 
Well, he sits high. He sits high. And he looks so slow. And he guides my feet wherever I go. I don't understand. When I don't understand, I have a father. 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 I have a father who can. Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM. This is Drive Time, big Q&A with uh, Joseph Matichich and William Mawala. Uh, and we are exploring the question, why does what I believe about creation matter? In our remaining time, Will, can you uh, bring this together for us? Let us know, why does this uh, question uh, even need to be, need be addressed? Why does it actually matter what, what I believe about creation? Yeah, thanks for that, Joseph. I think probably embedded in the question why does what why does what I believe about creation matter if I could take you maybe a step closer to the more the Christian camp um, there are varying degrees of how many Christians understand the biblical account of creation what like as Ven alluded to earlier is it a literal six-day creation or is it this idea of theistic evolution so there are some camps within Christianity certainly within our denomination that have differing views on this and I think it kind of sparks more, I guess, if I want to wrap this little section up, the implications, mm. if you will. Okay. And I think on the surface, it can be more of a, well, you know, you have your way, I have my view. But I think when you look at a little bit deeper, there could potentially be some some pretty challenging um, issues, uh, implications in light of that. So let me probably in the remaining few minutes, I've just kind of walk us through maybe some of uh, some some key ideas that I probably see here. So... um. When you think about this idea of creation, we have to understand that Scripture actually has a position. As Bible-believing Christians, we uh, certainly within our Seventh-day Adventist uh, denomination, um, we, ad- we adhere to the Bible, and we want to follow the Bible as as uh, as you know. We want to be Bible-believing Christians. So the first kind of um, note I'd like to make is Scripture has a position. And when we're talking about creation, we, we have to kind of look at it from the, the biblical perspective first, you know, and then there's nuances in the Bible talking about the evening and the morning and the first day and all that. So I'm no scholar or anything, but I think when you take a, a surface level reading of it, at least, mm. um, there are certainly some ideas that come out of it. So, yeah, so the idea of scripture, um, having a position, I think it's important. I think that's where the discussion needs to begin. Okay. I think that's why God blesses his church with scholars and those who devote enormous amounts of time to making these complex things easier for us, you know, us, you know, lay people to understand in, in more, um, easier terms. So yeah, this idea of scripture having a position. Um, another observation I just want to make here in this little time is Jesus actually took a position on, on ah. this idea of creation. Okay. Okay. You know, it's interesting in Matthew 19 where um, Jesus kind of alludes to the biblical creation account. Um, he's mentioned in verse 4 of saying, um, Did you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And so I know there's a, there's a bit of a context there, but it's, it's, it's good to know that Jesus actually had a position on it. You know, like Jesus took the, the origin, the early biblical accounts in, in the Hebrew scriptures and, and he had a firm stance on how he understood it. And so it would logically outflow that, that the church, uh, would, 
would best um, uh, adhere to and be in alignment with what Jesus taught. So, so there's scripture, Joseph. There's the idea of Jesus. What did Jesus teach on the subject of creation? And and just on that with Jesus, yeah. you're saying he he had a stance. What was it? What 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 what? How did he then uh, uh, view creation and the creation account? So, Corey, a couple of things, Joseph. I think obviously, um, in that context, I read in verse four, he's um he's kind of um opening up this idea of um, male and female. Okay. And isn't that a controversial topic today? I yeah. mean, you you go online and there's all types of trying to redefine sexuality and universities just at loggerheads with groups that want to be identified as, you know, so, so there's definitely that conversation. So here is Jesus kind of saying in the beginning god made male and female again but he's he's quoting and he's quoting it and accepting it as as it's written really isn't it yes. so so jesus is taking genesis 1 where he's quoting from genesis chapters 1 those opening couple of chapters of yeah. creation he's taking that as as fact yeah. as, as literally as it reads yeah yeah and it's and I just love what you're saying, Joe, because you know Jesus was a Bible student too. Mm. And he didn't walk around as some were assisting in his day that he was kind of reinventing. You know, he was saying that that he, as he said in Matthew five, he came to fulfill the law. In other words, he came to magnify it to to give it its proper meaning. Yes. So I just love the fact that here is Jesus, my Lord and Savior. He is alluding to creation, and so I guess we uh, with a bit of uh, homework we. We can see Jesus' perspective on creation. And, and again, just back to that verse 4, he's alluding this concept of, you know, uh, just I'll read that one more time. Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? Um, so there's this idea of uh, creation. A um, few other things, this idea of um the doctrine of creation, it's tied with its teachings of salvation. Um, this idea of um, the foreshadowing the new earth. Um now, again, time is kind of running out here tonight, which I understand. But um, there is, you take, this is what it boils down to, Joseph. You take away creation, which is one of the fundamental bedrock principles of the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And from a Christian perspective, you start picking and gnawing and kind of, you know, almost like this, um, how do I put it? Cherry picking. Kind of cherry picking. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Or, you know, I was kind of had this idea that the, the, the buffet, you know, yes. the smorgasbord. Well, I'll take a bit of that and a bit of that. Yeah. And I think what tends to happen is I think we as, and I'm talking on behalf of Christians, actually, yeah. we get ourselves in a little bit of trouble when we start to really pick and dissect, you know, um, certain elements of yeah. the biblical story to maybe approve what we already believe or kind of, you know, uh, suit something that we already are. Yeah, we, we already come to understand. So, look, I better end it there. There's a bunch more to share, but I know that this week it's just going to be a cracker of a time because we're going to open this up even a bit more. Yeah, no, really looking forward to that. And why don't we just um, pause for a moment, uh, Will, and just just pray right now, Father in heaven. We want to thank you that you are our Creator God. Thank yes. you that we can understand from the Bible, from scriptures, our origins. And uh, we've just spent a few moments exploring and understanding the implications, what our worldview has on not only where we've come from, but why we're here and especially where we're going. And as we continue this uh, all this week here on Drive Time, I pray that you bless each one of our listeners and uh, thank you for our time together today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Thank you, Will, and thank you, each of you, for tuning in uh, today on Drive Time BQ&A. I want to remind you, now don't forget, tomorrow uh, Drive Time continues uh, when Gary Hodgkin and Eric Hoare are going to be answering the question, well, what is biblical creation? I hope you can uh, tune in then. Uh, but in the meantime, remember that Jesus said that I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace that I give isn't like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May God richly bless you.